dose. You are now tuned into the Milk and Honey Podcast. All the money in the world couldn't even amount to a teaspoon of honey when it melt your mouth. Hey everybody and welcome to the Milk and Honey Podcast. Woo! Woo! The blue sounded so bad. We're going to try to get it back. Welcome to the Milk and Honey Podcast. Woo! That was good. Okay. So today we are super excited because we are on season three with a Z. Y'all know how they be doing the seasons with Zs now? That's like the hip thing. No, it was cool. Yeah, you But we're doing episode three with, do you guys want to know who this is? We have Casey Ross Jr. here with us. Yay. Yay. So we are excited to have him talk to us a little bit more about comedy. Y'all know we like to laugh here. Right. So we're going to really laugh today. I'm excited. So Casey, do you want to tell everybody, and of course put your um, your name, because we want to make sure people have your Instagram name. Um, tell them where you're from, what you're repping, who um, you are. Yes, so who you are. a little bit about me, I am Casey, the icon, Casey Ross Jr., um, People know me for my comedy and my fashion uh, background, basically. I've done art for people my whole life, just doing fake tattoos for friends in middle school. Fake all tattoos? Like, <laughs> you all remember them water tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> just doing random stuff. Oh, you blow on? No, like, like in on their oh, arm, like in, wow. in class. Like, we all just, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, but that's where it started, and then I started making okay, T-shirts, okay. and then I just started getting more into fashion. And I also like drawing cartoons, and the clothes oh, that the cartoons, cartoons had on, mm-hmm. they was like, "Oh, I will wear that shirt," and I was like, "Oh, shoot!" So if they will buy the shirt that I'm drawing on the cartoon, I just might as well make the shirt in real life. Makes uh, right. sense. Come on. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I was a class clown my whole life in high school and middle school, just period. Um, once I went to college, I did an open mic, and the host of the show didn't come. I ended up hosting the whole show. Everybody was saying that I was funny. I literally dropped out of college the next day. Whoa. Uh, what? Wait, the, ne- wait, KG, the <laughs> next day? Literally the next Everyone day. Everyone in the audience and, must have said he was funny. And, right. And, yeah, so when I went to the um, dean's office the next day <laughs> to get the signature, mm-hmm. he was like, you were the guy that told the jokes yesterday. I was like, yeah. He's like, you'll be good. <laughs> so he gave him your like stamp of approval. Yeah. Oh my god! So then I moved back to Indianapolis, um, where where I would like to say that's where I kind of really built my name as Casey Icon because that's where I did Vine and then I did Riding with Casey, where okay. I interviewed different people from all around the city, um, and then. Yeah, I just I started doing comedy shows for like our community of people. My homie JB, shout out to JB. Um, he used to throw big ass parties in Indianapolis, and it was just genius a genius moment that I had back when I was a kid, like at a young age. I was just like, well, shit, if he's getting all of these people into these buildings where there's a stage to just party, I, I can get him to get everybody here to just watch me tell jokes, and we, right. I can just yeah, get him to yeah. get some other people. Mm-hmm to be on stage with me, but like I can this can I can be the face of this. So mm-hmm. he started getting posters put up in gas stations. Mm-hmm. Like we just did it big. Oh, wow. and, mm-hmm. and I okay. really yeah. So we re- that was like a really big thing for me in comedy. And then what is your uh comedy focus on? Like yeah. you talk about yourself, um, your friends, make fun of people what, what I talk about myself but I also talk about other people because people talk about me. Pretty much, like I used to have alopecia. Um, oh, they joked yeah, that about was, that. Yeah, That's so cool. yeah, niggas called me a black uh, Caillou, oh, little Bill, a bowling ball, a nutsack. People be so mean. One yeah. person yeah. said when I did my 2K, just skip all the hair, just skip the hair options. So it was just all types. So what's going on on the hair? Oh no, I got hair now. Okay, it got away. It got okay. Sorry, okay, sorry, sorry. I got hair, but um. Yeah, I didn't have eyebrows or nothing. Clip it to you. Like, I was bald as shit. Like, my aerodynamics was good as fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but 
But yeah, I went through that period. So then I just started talking about other people. So that I mm-hmm. not to get over it by talking about other people, but just embracing the fact that people are gonna talk about me. So I just gotta get over it. Because for a while I would just wear a hat. Like mm-hmm. I wore a hat for like a year straight, mm-hmm. and then one day I was just like, I gotta get comfortable with it. And I just shaved all of my head, mm-hmm. and that's when I kind of just became the icon. You know, a lot of times people always say to comedy like comes from places of not like always hurt and pain, but just mm. your story and yeah. ways to cope from it. So do you as well too feel as though with comedy, you find that even other people, because I know Casey's going to talk a little bit about your friend group, because your friend group, all of you are kind of like funny too, right? Yeah. Uh, That's so I mean, fun. Not my whole friend group, but uh-huh. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are just funny and like friends from high school and stuff that were very funny that just didn't get on the stage or they just don't uh, want to be in the limelight. So what like made you brave enough right. to take that, take it um, further onto stage? I've always been it was just in, like an in, the, moment in the, the lights. Uh, like I've always mm-hmm. been a person that wanted to be an entertainer. I always wanted to be in the front of the class. Mm-hmm. Um, like so it's just natural. It's just natural. That's like that habit, yeah, it's just right. been a natural thing for me. Like I always, like when we were in senior, like our senior English class, the mm-hmm. teacher was like, where is everybody gonna do in the next ten years? And it was like a basketball. We like had one of the basketball players that went to IU. Like he was mm-hmm. super big. He's like I'm gonna be in the NBA. And then it was like girl saying it's gonna be doctors and everybody. And I was like I'm just gonna be famous for something. And that was <laughs> it. And then everybody looked at me like what? And I was like I don't know what, but I'm mm-hmm. just gonna be famous for something. So you always kind of like knew that yeah. was your jam. Okay, that's okay, dope. That's, that's dope. Respect. All right, so we're gonna talk about a couple of like Markham likes to say bees in our ears. So buzz on the streets. So a lot's been happening. We um, got news today. The first Braxton died. Tracy, that's sad. Oh, yeah, that's if sad. y'all ever look at like old videos of them, like the entire family can sing. That's like on some Jackson Five stuff. Right. Like, that's such a rare thing. But only a couple blew up. Yeah. But that's also like a Jackson thing too. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can from a family can be famous. Tamar, Tamar and, and Tony. And of course, Tony. I mean, well, Tony Tamar. is Tony. But Tamar and Tony. Tamar does some bangers. But Don't try her. Yeah, Tamar does have some really good stuff. Nobody, I'm just saying, Tony is Tony. Of course, Tony is Tony. Okay. Yeah. Tony has that R&B see, Michael too. and Janet was like, I mean, well, Janet ain't Michael, but, but Janet was pretty, like, Janet was big. Yeah, Janet was like, Tamar ain't. She ain't what t- who else She's was from the Jackson Five? What was it? It was, it was literally. I know um, those two. I know Janet, those two. Jermaine, they all play uh, like the instruments. Mm-hmm. All of the mother motherfuckers. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's well, really yeah, sad. That's, that's really sad. Though. She was like battling cancer, like on her own and everything. Yeah, that's, sad. that's sad. But um, more importantly, too, y'all, y'all seen gas prices? Mm. They're very high. Mm. Literally very high. They're like five dollars. I heard there were like ten dollars in some places in California. Actually, like nine ninety nine. Who was trying to nine ninety nine? Who was trying to get gas at that point? I don't know. I'm not trying you to know, I never house. really focus on gas prices. You know, you gotta get I gas regardless. You got so you know, now I got a new you car have and I focus. But I never really <laughs> focused on gas prices mm-hmm. until I just got my car, my big black Whoa. Jeep. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> big black Jeep. <laughs> you know, a big black style. Saint. His name's Saint. I like that name. Yeah, that's a cute Because he don't play around. You know, he won't mark anyone out on the streets, you know? That's that's a saint. Saint from saint. Snowfall. That's, saint. That's French for saint. I thought she was saying like Still a saint. saint. Like a saint yeah. in a sentence. Yeah, I mean, so saint. Don't try saint to think too much into it. Saint I, I thought is coming for niggas out on the street. Damn. Is it from Snowfall? That's that's, that's Yes, that's.
World War. I don't even know what number World War there would be. But three, everything going on. Three, three four, four. Z? Z? I Look, I think it's really honestly something off of TV, though. How crazy it is. The way it just, like, escalated it was to me was kind of crazy to me. I've heard it's very good and it will show the inner working of his mind. 
But I could even see from clips, like when his mom died, you see like a switch. Right. Well, yeah. And, and and just like anybody, like going through that traumatic experience is is really it's a sad. Switch, so. But at the same time, too, he's human. I just think I just need to understand who was the divorce lawyer for for Kim because if I ever need one, I need her. I need whoever it is she used. She got divorced in like two weeks. She didn't even get in the marriage. We have to be honest with ourselves nowadays, too, because I was even trying to think about it. I was like, I wonder what their split of equity and everything looks like, too, because that's a lot. And they have a lot of children as well, too. They have too. a lot of children. They have a lot of kids. A that's going to be children. hard. Four? Four. 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 That's kids yeah. with the S. That's three more than you said you mm-hmm. wanted. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> the thing about it, did y'all see who Kanye's new boo is? Do y'all think she, that he has like a I thought he just broke up with her. And he she did. Said that yeah. No. Oh, you're, girl. oh, you're talking about she Julia Fox. That she was, said that she was going to be all right at the end of the day. No, she said she, you know, at the end of the day, I was the muse for whomever. That's, for what, she said. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> Perfectly fine. No, she has, um, he has a new chick out in Miami. Yeah, Chaney. Mm-hmm. I also saw that he was posting, like, um, text messages to Kim talking about what he's about to do to Pete or... Yeah. Or she's telling him, yeah, she's telling him like what she she wants him to stop harassing Pete, to oh stop getting in public to uh, harass Pete. It's just, just too dangerous. much. I hate to know people's business like that. I'm not gonna lie to you, like celebrity business like that. Hate to know it. You said you hate to know it. I do because okay, it makes it sad. But every... stop. But I do tune in. But it's just a lot. You know, it's hard. It's hard to think about. <laughs> I'm sure it's a real. <sighs> it's just song. a really bad situation. <laughs> I should see It's so bad. <laughs> I love women, but y'all do some of the craziest things. It's like y'all watch Lifetime movies and Law and Order and wonder why y'all paranoid every time a nigga follow you. No paranoid. No law so and paranoid. Order. I'd be, be like, so paranoid. Somebody told me for two blocks, and y'all be like, oh, he's following me. No, he no, it's he true. He is. He's, he's following you. He's, he's following you. He's following you. He sure, your location no. friends. Y'all both going to Walmart. Okay, well, why he got to go right behind me? Why can't he stay in his car until I'm safely into the building? Yeah, just be aware, man. Yeah, like, you got to be. Well, you know, y'all, it is March, so you know it's International Women's Month, so make sure you tell a black woman how much you love her. That was a good And appreciate her. Mm-hmm, it is. You need to, you know what, something I was thinking about the other day, too, for Women's Month, you know what they should do? They should give every single woman a day off from work. You know what they should do? What? For men. What? It's not. It's not international men's. Exactly. Is there such thing as international men? No, no, no. I'm saying for a man to do for the women. Oh, what is that? They should eat some pussy this month. Okay. Just do that. He should do that. Yeah. Every day. Every day. This month, go out your way. Just go out your way. Go out of your way. Don't do it if you can't do it. Please don't. Please. To some people, some people are not even. I don't. Okay. Let's not. I don't know. Please not. Please not. Let's just get that. Well, what is like your girl crush, like your black woman crush? Lauren London. Really? Lauren yeah, London. Her and Megan Good. Megan Good is the first woman I looked at and I said, I might eat booty for her. <laughs> you Did you watch booty? her show? I don't eat booty. Then. You don't eat booty. You don't? No. no. A young girl don't have the cheeks, though. She ain't got the cheeks. It's respectful. Okay. I think people started eating booty ever since Janae Eichel made it popular. To yeah, and that, no, that's not cool. <laughs> I mean, what's the what's the difference though, mean. honestly? Right. Between I go all the way down until I get to the booty. I don't do nothing that do in with O's. I don't do toes, elbows, or booty. You don't do toes. Oh, yeah, freak, man. Yeah. Do toes. <laughs> I'm a freak, but I'm Everybody love their toes. Everybody thinks their toes look good. We don't. Do you watch her show though on uh, Prime? Because it's funny. She got approached to eat a dude's ass, Megan, on the show. Y'all don't watch Harlem on Prime? Oh, I totally watch it. And she had an episode where a guy was like, "Oh, you gonna eat it?" No. Which that was like the second first episode. I would punch you. (laughs) If your girl asked you, really? I would punch a girl if she got anywhere near my booty hole. If I feel a tickle of a hair on my booty hole. So, yeah, y'all just doing it like I'm a missionary. I'm a you gonna lose it. I'm a 
kick my legs. That's oh, kicking your whole arm. That's not bad. Maybe like the little gooch. No. no. Not the gooch? Yeah. The gooch. Okay. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Jackson, who is yeah. the first black woman Superior Court justice uh, chosen by President um, Joe Biden. That's probably fabulous. one of the top five things he has done so far in his uh, presidency. Mm-hmm. And also my girl Tessa Thompson. Valid. I don't know why I bring up Tessa. I just love her. She's so I pretty. Love her. She's so pretty. Her energy. Just her, her sexual like energy. Mm-hmm. It, it's just fluid. And I like that yeah, she's a whole lesbian too. Mm-hmm. I love that part. That's just something about it that she's just fluid like that. You would never yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that about it. her too. She's well rounded. Very well rounded. What about yours, Paul? Well, my I love Michelle Obama, of course. Obama. I love her. Obama. Like I would just want to sit with her and just talk to her because every time when I um like of course everybody read her book, but anytime when they do becoming, you didn't read it. It's a great coffee. Great. Yeah, a great coffee read. If you start a book club, that yeah. should be part of that. Should list. be the first one. I heard she got her ass. Oh, she did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the thing about her too, what I respect so much about Michelle is they'll always say, "Oh yeah, you know, Barack, he was there. Um, he did all these great accomplishments." But it was Michelle from the get go yeah, that was that, that chick. She right. was that chick. Right. She held it down. For she him, held it okay? down. Okay. She held it down. She was his boss. She was. Uh, let let us reflect. Yeah, she allows. Um, and the other one that I have a girl crush on, it's just always Sierra. And I love seeing Sierra. how Russell. Uh-huh. I think he got traded too. Did y'all hear about that? What? That Russell. You talking about my goodie Sierra? Yeah. yeah. Her Everybody husband. Two steps Sierra. Yes. Yeah. Her husband. I think her husband got traded, y'all, to another team. You talking about her husband, Russell? Fresh? Yes, I love her. She is my girl Sierra crush. Husband. And Russell was like, I just want one more baby. I think they're gonna have way more. I think they're gonna have a couple more kids. I I think their kids are beautiful, and I love I love Russell and her together. I love Sierra. I like Sierra too. I think she's reinvented. Has she reinvented? I think she has. Okay. They used to say she's the man. Right, and people used to really get on her. Got on her. And apparently, um, because I think she has like a relationship with like Summer Walker, and Summer was like, "No, thanks, real talk to Sierra. She like mentored me. She's a good. I could tell like off camera, Sierra's like a good person." So yeah, like she her. did reinvent herself. Mm-hmm. I think just presents herself does. maybe more as like a godly woman, more of a she mother does. figure. You know, she Come did godly. at the White House as well, brought her two kids, dripped she down the that God knew what she did when she was grinding on top of that car. All right, now. all right, okay. Y'all remember when she was a teacher? <laughs> yeah. Of course. A CC, a future. Girl, that is so insane. Okay, so. Of course, Casey's here, so we have to ask him some questions. Right. We're about to get into it, Casey. So we're going to do Comedy Corner. Are you okay. ready? Comedy Corner. So we really want to know, of course, all of us as people, mm-hmm. we see comedians like on Netflix, we go to their shows, mm-hmm. but we really want to know true tea, real okay. tea, true tea. How do y'all say it? Real tea. Real tea, true tea. Why does Brandon look at me like this, y'all? It's like real tea, true tea. I don't know what she's talking about either. You never heard that before? Anyways. So, we want to know, really, in comedy, being like a well-rounded business person is, of course, really important. Mm -hmm. And you talk about, you have your fashion line, you do comedy, all Mm -hmm. these good things. So, share more about, like, how your vision for comedy kind of has shaped into a business for you, and how you then put fashion into that. Um, so, I always, my, my... Real big dream was to create my own cartoon show. And mm-hmm. like like I said, like drawing and drawing was my first like real talent. Like I knew I could draw because I was different from other kids. Like they could draw but they weren't as good as me. And then I started oh. getting into the gifted and talented classes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So at that point I always knew I wanted to be I wanted to do the voices for my character so that so as I got older I was like, Okay, I can either learn how to do animation and go to college for it or I can comedy because I've seen a lot of comedians get their own cartoon show or their own show period so I figured those were my two lanes 
So like I told y'all, I went to college, but then I did comedy that one night, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I loved it. So I went to the other route. So um, <clears throat> as I got to got into comedy, I started finding my voice and finding out the the story I want to tell of myself, like and what message I want to send to people because. That's one thing I think people don't understand about comedy is, yeah, you want to tell jokes, but you also want people to learn something from you or about life mm-hmm. that they can that can help them get through life as well, basically. Mm-hmm. So I'm up there telling jokes, but at the whole time, I want you to understand that, like, yeah, I'm talking about other people, but I want you to understand that words don't hurt you. Like, they're just words. Okay. Like, yeah, I'm talking about you, and I'm talking about fat people, and I'm talking about people in wheelchairs and whoever else, like the most bizarre people that you could think I would talk about, I'm going to talk about them. But because you want them to be able to laugh at themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Because just like I had to when I was bald or whoever is going through something like, just mm-hmm. you've had to find those moments to just be a bigger person with yourself to just get over those hopes. So that's what, that's pretty much what I did. And then, like I said, fashion has just been something that like, it's kind of just became a calling. Like I said, I just started designing designing shirts for other people and stuff like that and then their brands start popping off and I'm like okay well I just did this logo for him for like $30 and then he just took it to Foot Locker and now they finna sell that like all at Foot Locker and go big with that so I'm like okay I need to start Is that an example or that really happened? It wasn't for $30 it was like for Exactly. Yeah. Talk about Pam or Tommy yeah. not having a job or 
Just mm-hmm. he just goes after everyone, anyone. Yeah, that's um, pretty much how I am. But in real life. have you ever? Is there like ever a time have your joke has ever gone too far because you're Ooh. talking about someone? Oh yeah, I got jokes that do that all the time. And then like, <laughs> yeah. that's too far, too far. I mean, have you ever like, oh, that is too mm-hmm. far, or it's like it's just a joke? Yeah and no, because it's comedy and it's like I'm going there and fuck it, I don't care if I'm not supposed to go there because mm-hmm. like this is what we do. Like, I, I it was a perfect example that I had in my head, but it's gone right now. Um, but is there any rules in comedy? It's like okay, we can't really. We shouldn't touch on this, or it's just everything's up for grabs. Everything's up for grabs. Everything's wow. up for grabs. Everything. And people from the outside world, you don't see inside the comedy world. Right. Like when you go to these comedy clubs, and people like, like I saw Faze on Love when he came here a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He talked about R. Kelly, Trey Songz, and and Bill Cosby all in like a matter of fifteen minutes. Wow! But it was probably the funniest jokes I've heard about them. Mm-hmm. The whole time, and it, it didn't feel bad. Like it so wasn't it's like, like how a, you approach it. More it's like how you approach that. it, okay. and like um, somebody I think y'all should check out is Ali Wong. She's a uh, yes, Asian lady. I love, I love her. Her yeah. first, her uh, new special that just came out. Like the first fifteen minutes, she's talking about getting ejaculated on face. It's just like, <laughs> it's like for you, so for funny. guys to hear a woman talk about that, we like oh shit. But like she did that on stage on for her Netflix special. Like mm-hmm. this is. The first fifteen minutes. She, she has a couple of special. Yeah, she does. Well, she was trying to have yeah. a body. Oh my god! Yeah. Body. And she's got that's a new one funny. where she just literally she's just talking about nutted on, like getting her face nutted on, or just like being mm-hmm. able, like just that type of situation. And it's just like you can talk about whatever. It's just got to be funny. Like oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. any right. OG comedian is going to tell you. Is like if it's not funny, then yeah. Scrap it, just throw mm-hmm. that joke away. But if it's funny, like if you can make it work, then fuck it, do it. So when you're saying it's funny and and people say you just gotta like practice your craft, yeah. does that mean just like writing out jokes, practicing on people? Because how do you really know if something's funny? Because uh, you can say something to me and Q, and you're like, oh, damn, that's so funny. And then so, you go to a comedy club and it may not be, you know? So how do you? Well, that's how it starts. That's literally the process. You come up with a joke. I may say it around y'all. I may say mm-hmm. it on this. Po- I may say something on this podcast, not even thinking of a joke, and it mm-hmm. may be funny to y'all. And I'm like, right. oh, when I get home, I'll just write that nice. down. Like I'm already in my head like that. Or like I said, I'll try something on y'all, and it'll be funny. And then I go on stage, and mm-hmm. not every time you go on stage is like a big performance. So like, what a lot of people don't know is open mics. Like so, like Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday all around mm-hmm. the world there's open mics so mm-hmm. like you just mm-hmm. go there and that's where you get in the gym and you work out on things like you just tell mm-hmm. you have any of those thoughts you just try them out and then you may get a good reaction this time but then you try it the next time mm-hmm. the next at the next show and the way you said it this time Works made better. even better yeah. or the way you said it this time was worse and they didn't respond to it as well so you have to kind of like play on the way you say it so it's just like then by a year or two, that joke may be a little bit better. And then you have like a full joke. Wow. So it really okay. takes time. It's not just time. like, like I sometimes I can just write a joke and then I go on stage and it's immediately funny. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that same joke will be like. <laughs> Do you hold some jokes for later? All right. Like jokes joke. you have for a situation, you hold it for later when it's like the situation has. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's certain people, if I see like there's a lot of older people in the the crowd, I may Mm -hmm. know like, okay, I can do this joke and this joke. They Mm -hmm. really fuck with Mm -hmm. this. Like Mm -hmm. talking about old school music or just being like a crackhead in the 80s. Like Mm -hmm. they can relate to more of that than me talking about, I don't know, just like some new shit or whatever Mm -hmm. that's going on. Like, yeah. 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 Something Yeah, more current. So, So it's just like just being able to play with that and being able to know. What joke to tell? How to tell it? It's all very like cerebral, like when you okay. break it down. Yeah. Right. Okay, so it's all about like knowing your audience as well too. And what does your audience look yeah. like? Is it um, white, black, or you white funny? Black I funny? like doing more of black shows. I used to do a lot of white shows. That's where I started. Like in Indianapolis, there's mostly only white shows. So um, I started doing the white shows, but they wouldn't even let me say fuck. So mm. I didn't so like that. White people love saying fuck though. Exactly, mm. but. Um, 
the white company, I will say, I mean, everybody knows this, but white company is more smarter. Like the the white people, they like hear the joke where it's like, da 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 da, and they're like, oh, that is so funny. Whereas black people won't. They want that punch. They, they want, want that. Right. So the motherfuckers in, and I said, "Motherfucker, shut up!" And they're just like, "Oh, that's funny as hell." It's like more of a like a. So do you see it as a challenge? Is mm-hmm. it like a good challenge that you like to put yourself yeah. in with white audience? I like putting or? myself right in the middle. Like I know that, like even when I talk, like on a regular day basis, people say that I'm more of on the like the the preppier boy side of the black people. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not a hood nigga, basically. Mm-hmm. So. I know that I the way I sound, but the way I think is like a hood. And like mm-hmm. I think ignorant sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I eat chicken fingers and French fries everywhere I go. Like that's just <laughs> that's just how I roll. So um, that's just how I play think with it. it. Yeah, that's the way I think about it. Like I try to be intellectual with how I tell the jokes, but I still want to have that punch with those intellectual things. So like I want my black audience to be able to enjoy. The intellectual jokes and be able to think out like the white people mm-hmm. like okay. I don't want a short oh, okay. So, yeah. okay well rounded oh, yeah. so what would you look like yeah. do you have like a goal too with like comedy and fashion like when you're like okay um, I actually am famous I made it this is what I I'm here the cartoon show the cartoon when I, show when I, create, when I can create the cartoon show that's when I feel like I've really done it like you I literally put that on the list PJ's like, Boondocks Boondocks more like Boondocks but like Uh, how do you say it? How do you say it? Like Boondocks, but like Dave Chappelle. Mm. Show. Okay. Yeah. Like Dave Chappelle's so funny. Yeah. What skits? Mm-hmm. Is that is that what you mean in that type yeah, of way? But okay, that was a bad comparison. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So yeah, it's like another Boondocks, but just mm-hmm. like more raunchier and more like. Boondocks less, was pretty raunchy, less, especially at the beginning season. Mm-hmm. But it's that was that show was more like focused on like social topics and stuff. Yeah. I want this to be more just like mm-hmm. a funny ass show that you could just laugh at. Just mm-hmm. like something that you could just go to and you don't have to feel like you gotta get a secret message from this mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just gonna be pure funny. funny. Yeah. That's good. That's so about it. I okay, so I have an actual question though too with comedy because I always know people, especially as creatives, it's like the whole idea of struggling comedians, like yeah. the struggling actress. Mm-hmm. So how do comedians then like really get to a check? Uh, you gotta be funny, and you gotta be funny <laughs> for a very long time. Like I've been doing this for nine years now, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just now starting to like really, really be doing this. Like, and I didn't get paid at all. Like mm-hmm. I had to fly all the way to Chicago, stay out there for the weekend. Expenses? Yeah, like mm-hmm. do the do the show. Literally be on stage for four minutes just because. Uh, yeah, the exposure in front of a lady who is looking for new talent. Um, mm-hmm. To manage? Be, yeah, no, just to like put on her new show. So, oh. like, her name is Tina Graham. Shout out to Miss Tina Graham. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just looking for new comedians, and shit, she, she came to Chicago. She had different comedians. I got mm-hmm. invited, did my four minutes, and that was it. Had to come back here. So, so just like. Just waiting for the right opportunity to pop. Pretty much, you just keep on working until somebody is like, and mostly with comedy, it's more of like another comedian would be like, oh, he's funny, so I'll have him be a writer on my show or something like that. So it's pretty hard to get in comedy, which is why I go with more of like the fashion route and I want to create my own cartoon show is because not a lot of comedians can draw Mm. or have a big, uh, have a lot of knowledge in fashion, which I do. So it's like, I have all three of those and I can just put them all in one and create that and then I'll get my critical acclaim or whatever, mm-hmm. my respect from that cartoon show. And I just want to do comedy just to build that muscle of being funny and knowing how to perform. That's cool. So, yeah. so there are comedians who write for other comedians? Yeah. What? There's comedians that write for other comedians. There's comedians that write for shows. Like, there's plenty of shows like Martin. He had plenty of just writers that wrote mm-hmm. jokes about Pam, like, mm-hmm. that's just what they did, like, mm-hmm. that's just different things in the comedy business, so yeah, oh even for, like, late night shows, mm-hmm. uh, like Conan and Jimmy Fallon, they mm-hmm. have writers, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, 
Well, even like Saturday Night Live and stuff like right. that. Right. They have writers for that. Oh, that's super dope. Okay. So would you ever consider like, I know you want to be a writer, but would you ever consider that? I'm trying to get into it. I'm, I'm really stuck at writing. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, I know how to write certain shit for me, but now I'm trying to get more into writing scripts and stuff now. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's been my challenge this year is just, like, be, becoming a better writer. Yeah, right. So, that would be um, dope. So, by next year, yeah, I'll be a writer. Like, oh. let, let's say that. So, okay. this year, that's literally my goal is, like, mm-hmm. to become a better writer and just learn as much as I can. Like, so. That's dope. So, I want to know, like, you live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You talked about all these these open mics that you do. Like, where should we be seeing you? Mm-hmm. Um, where should we go to see you? Wednesdays, I'm usually at Blue Lagoon in Buckhead uh, with K Dub. He's a comedian. Uh, he was just in the Boosie movie. He hangs out with Ti. Mm-hmm. Ti is doing comedy now, so he's been around at some of the. Ti is doing that comedy now. Yeah. Ti expeditiously. Yeah. Yeah. Expeditiously. Yeah. Um, what mm-hmm. other places? Oh. Next Wednesday, I won't be at Blue Lagoon. I'll be at the Laughing Skull. Yeah, um, okay. Oh, yeah. That's a big uh, show. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's at that, what's it called? Like, Voodoo? Uh, Voodoo? Mm-hmm. Um, also, I do Monticello. That's on like Thursdays and Saturdays sometimes. Cats Cafe. It's always celebrities walking oh. in there on Tuesdays. So you must have uh, yeah, day out the week. Okay, that's just open, open, that's just open mics throughout the week. Like I said, that's just like where I practice at and do my shows. But mm. like people could definitely still come out. And yeah, yeah, you gotta check them out. Yeah. 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 You know, see what we Yeah, of course. It's always like I'm gonna go to the happy hour. Yeah. Oh yeah, we need that. I want to do a happy hour. Real funny. Little drink. Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah, let us know. Let me know. That's fun. So we follow you at, we follow you at the Premium Pieces, or we follow mm-hmm. you on your uh, You can follow pieces. Premium Pieces. You can follow Casey the Icon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, follow Casey the Icon, Casey and then the you icon. can see on my page. Yeah, Casey the Icon. right there. Okay. Casey the Icon. No underscores or nothing. None of that That's bullshit. Dope. Just okay. None of that. Just and we'll make sure to link it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Casey the Icon on all platforms. All platforms. And you said you're on Clubhouse? Yeah, Did someone explain to me Clubhouse is still popping still after thing. COVID? It's, it's like, still, still popping a little bit. People be on there a little bit. They be on there. They be talking. Yeah. What they be saying? What they be talking about? I don't be on there like uh-huh. that no more. Like, I still get notifications, uh-huh. but like, I don't be on there no more. Like, right. I was on there when it was like really popping. Like, I was actually a very prominent face on there. Yeah, right. like when it was really big. Like, I was in all the rooms. Like. When uh, Kevin Hart had went viral right. on there, literally my picture is like right there next. I was <laughs> on the stage right there with him, like laughing at all of his shit. So I had got pretty big and on there, and I got a lot of. That's one thing that I was like truly happy about is like uh-huh. that was when I got to meet other comedians from around the world, and we just came. It felt like I was in a fraternity almost, and it was just mm-hmm. like I'm around all the other people that when we see something, we think of the dark, funny shit, or we may think we see somebody and we like. Oh, why the fuck he got that goofy ass mm-hmm. hat on? It's just like we all think like yeah. that. And it's not just the guys, it's the women as well. And like we all just think jokes about sex are funny. Or ju- it's yeah. just like that type of camaraderie. It just feels mm-hmm. good. So That's dope. that was pretty cool for me. So, because what you just mentioned about like Clubhouse, I know a lot of comedians, like they really get come up through social media too. Yeah. So, kind of like what are your thoughts on social media, like comedy? Oh, would, comedians, would you ever, social media comedians? Yeah. And it's translating real, over to. I don't have anything don't against them. Everybody finds their way to make it. Like it's just like the internet rappers making it their way into the mm-hmm. rap game now, different from like having to sell CDs. It's just mm-hmm. it's just a new way to get into the game. Shit. I mean, if I could have made it through doing social media, I would have. Um, I just don't care to do it anymore. Like I said, I was really big on buying. Like I remember mm-hmm. being on there and having the same amount of numbers as like DC Young, Vine, Cardi B, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like. Mm-hmm. I was a big name on there, but it was just like, I went into Instagram, I left Vine alone, and then started being big on Instagram, and then life started happening, I started doing, taking it to real stage, and then I just stopped caring about Mm -hmm. doing it for social media, I was more like, I like the real life experience of just like making people laugh. I think that's more authentic and better, because I feel like 
social media comedians get that false sense that they're actually funnier than they are because, like, if you watch Wild and Out right now, mm-hmm. with all the TikTok and all the social media comedians, like the new ones, and they're mm-hmm. not funny on the show at all. Yeah. Like, I think this this season is just pure trash. I gotta watch this season. It's just pure trash. I'm like, so the comedians from, from Cat TikTok Williams. And you remember? Care. Yes, of yeah. course. That, that was, was such a good Those, those, those are authentically funny. Those, those were great. Right but these are the ones that's like, They've got 10 seconds to be funny, yeah. and they blow up, but then they're on, you know, Nick Cannon's show, and they're not funny at all yeah. with more than 10 seconds. Well, I've experienced it before, too, like, the people we see, like, on Instagram, because you, you also have to think, when you're seeing a reel, you're seeing yeah. a video, yeah. they have multiple times yeah. and multiple takes yeah. right. to get that done, right. and then it translates, you know, to people a particular way. When you're in person and live, like the joke doesn't la- land well, you yeah. know. I think that's like a completely different land. thing. Like not everyone can be a comedian. Yeah, not yeah. everyone can. People are funny, but not everyone's a, com- a and there, comedian. And that's a true difference too. That's like, that's like saying, okay, well, you do hair, but are but you like a can hair? Can you do hair? Like, right. It's I do like hair. Some of my friends, I, I, like, I can rap. I can do hair. hair. I can wrap your hair for you, but we're not going <laughs> to do a press out. It's like the same thing. So one last question too, I wanted us to kind of talk more about because we see a lot of intersectionality like Kevin Hart, he of course did the comedy thing, he does the acting thing. Mm-hmm. Now he's like, I think, was he the first comedian to be like sponsored by Nike? Something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And then you see LeBron, LeBron. Non-athlete. You see LeBron, he kind of spans across multiple types of like entertainment yeah. with you in fashion yeah. and as well too. Even Rihanna and Kanye, everybody kind of mm-hmm. does the music fashion. But how has, like, fashion helped you, you know, like, really with your comedy and everything like that? And how has um, that influenced? Well, I'm actually a visual merchandiser at Nordstrom. So I've, that's oh, been teaching okay. me to wow. be more, like, I was telling somebody, fashion is about being brave in your choices. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can wear, even though, like, we know that, like, checkered and leopard doesn't go together. Mm-hmm. But... If you put the yeah. if you put it together yeah, the yeah. right way yeah. and you're confident in it, then it'll look right. Mm-hmm. And it's just and that helped me look at comedy the same way as just like like we said with jokes. It's like certain jokes you know I'm not supposed to say that, but like if you put the right sauce into it and the right mm-hmm. confidence mm-hmm. in it, mm-hmm. it'll work. It's that it'll confidence, I mean. Yeah. And it's it really is. it's literally like the Riri confidence. will throw on anything and it'll look good. And it'll look good. She'll be on fashion bomb day. She'll be on anything. Mm-hmm. But it's like literally you just threw on different yeah. pieces, but you're rocking it as mm-hmm. that style. That's people real. are copying you now. Yeah, that's real. So that's yeah, a, yeah you gotta have just, a little that's So real. that's really what I take from fashion is just like being brave and just having that that confidence that, mm-hmm. that I don't give a fuck if you don't like my outfit. Like, mm-hmm. I still fly in this. Like, right. That's important. Yeah. Your right. thoughts. Right. So, we're going to talk about that ish crazy. Because you want to know, like, what you would really do in some scenarios. So, okay. you know, I have yeah, some stuff yeah. we're going to ask yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We want to know. Tell us about that little story, too. Yeah. Tell yeah, tell us about that one. Yeah. We can skip past that. Oh, my God. general because Casey shared with us as well too right now Mm -hmm. Uh, so we want to know kind of prior to that like what would Mm -hmm. you do if you were trying to holler at a girl with your jokes because I don't know I like a funny guy yeah like you can like the saying if you can get a girl to laugh laugh, you kind of got you got it you got it so like no you never use your jokes to holler at a chick before it worked doesn't it okay okay Ride my face and use my ears as handlebars, and she'd be like, "Oh, oh, yes. you see? it's like, oh, you nasty." Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, so I would, I would do that type of stuff, like that type of joking. Yeah. You ever holler at a girl like with a joke and it just like did not go so flat? So flat. Like, what nigga? <laughs> yeah, but I'm also not the type of guy that is going to like. Go up and be like, yo, can I get your number? I'm more of like, I'll be funny around everybody, and then she'll be like, oh, he's what's funny. like, what's and then I see her give me the eye, and then I'm like, ah, uh-huh. I see so you creeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's one little joke? Like, just one little quick joke that that gets that you seem like really get a story or, or get women in general to laugh. Oh, man. Like just one that you know is just mm-hmm. it's gonna work. 
it's just really in the moment. It's not really just like it's not one 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 one. I just know it's gonna work. Like I, know he's gonna I mean, like I said, the brighten my face is my lyrics on the bars, mm-hmm. but other than that, like it's just whatever. It just okay. comes to the moment yeah. to you. Yeah, it just okay. comes to the moment. Like, okay. ah. Usually, if we like at a brunch or if we had a pregame and I'm mm-hmm. drinking and like mm-hmm. I'm just funny in those moments. It's just like whatever I say. Yeah, I can agree. I I used to gravitate towards somebody who's like a DJ or comedian back in the day when we were in college. Oh, I don't know. Like, I'm secretly attracted <laughs> to creative. Secretly. Don't tell nobody, please. Secretly. My, my street you crazy. Crazy. I have light skin. Mm-hmm. Are you attracted to what? I'm secretly attracted to creative. To the creative. Oh, like okay. a creative type. You shouldn't have told Because those are more yeah. like an entrepreneur. Because they're more. Yeah. No, I like, the, I like the way that they yeah. think, to be honest. Right. Wait, what's your zodiac sign? <laughs> just tell us. Are you a Libra? Okay, she's a Aquarius. I'm a Taurus. You're October? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> shit. Okay. No, no, no. I like Libra men. Libra men are yeah, they're cool. Libra. They're cool. So, did you ever hear Libras be lying? Y'all know y'all liars. Right? Libras be lying. They be lying. Hey, they I, do. I've never heard that. You never, y'all never heard that before? Okay, people, please act like you I thought that was Leo. I've never heard Leo, Leo that? I've yeah. never heard Leo's that. Leo's no, Leo's been lying. lying. No, they ain't. Ain't they, they animals are lying. They just be lying. <laughs> 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 but no, creatives, they like kind of think a particular way that's like yeah, a little bit more different, different to me. Yeah, so I'm like, damn, okay, I never thought about it like that. I like that. Like, don't question it. Just right. go with it. Yeah. That's and also, they're more free spirit to creatives. Yeah. So it always works better. Think on like the other side of the right. Like normal people exactly. think on what like the right side. Uh-huh. But like creators are left side. Are you left-handed? Right. You're right-handed. Oh, okay. Right. You, said you had to think. Okay. So what would you do, Casey? Like if you're on stage, you're performing, mm-hmm. and then the jokes are just not joking right now for the audience type. Like. Have you ever been in a scenario like that before? Hell to yeah. where it's just like nothing. Like landing. Like right. It's so so what you do? do? That's that's the life of comedy. That's like when I was How do you redeem yourself? Right. It's been a while, but like How I remember like a funny stage? time when I was doing comedy in Indianapolis. It was this one spot we would go to called Grown and Classy. I would go there every fucking Wednesday. And mm-hmm. every Wednesday they would not laugh. Like it was so funny to you not continue laugh to at go me. back. I went really? there every Wednesday. One time we went, they didn't laugh at me, and then as soon as we left, the police pulled us over and was like, "I was like, yeah, I just did a comedy show," and they was like, "Well, tell us a joke." I told them a joke, and they was like, "That's not funny." They didn't give me a ticket. They said, "Let me." Really But still, it was like it. It was just a point. I was just telling jokes, and they just wasn't funny. And then. I kind of like it. The one time I did get funny, it was like the the owner of the club, his mom, she used to cater there. Mm-hmm. And she was talking, she was heckling me. And she was talking shit. And I was like, I looked at the owner. I was Not like, the mama heckling me. Yep. Mom. I was like, I'm finna roast the shit out of your mama. And oh. I just got to roast <laughs> her. I just got to talk about her. I was like, I don't give a fuck no more. Fuck this place. Like, I'll never come back here again. Uh. You owe this shit. You used to <laughs> hang out with Jesus and. What? Like I was just going in, uh-huh. like, and after that she walked up to me and she said, "That's how you fucking do it, baby." Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. so you got her yeah. yeah. respect. So okay. it was just like that's Sounds just like, like so I mean, it's even more recently, I've, yeah. I've bombed. I've had moments where I just just jokes don't work because mm-hmm. I'm just trying new jokes out or whatever it may be. Like mm-hmm. maybe I'm too high on stage. It's just like mm. just them trials and like, I gotta get off that gas. Yeah, Please. so it's just like. You just get through it. Like, if it doesn't work, just keep on going. Just like. Have you ever forgotten a story on stage? Like, you're in the middle of it or whatever, and you like, kind of like forget your train of thought? Yeah. Some, yeah. One time I was doing very, very good, and I was going so good that I was like, I had just gone off topic and just started just talking on uh, stage. And then I was like, oh, damn. What was the next joke that I had after all of this? And I didn't have nothing. I was like, mm-hmm. Well, shit, I just did so good that time. I'm just mm-hmm. get off stage, y'all. And it was like, oh, that's funny as fuck. So it was just like me being myself. So I'm always curious because one of my guy friends, he was saying um, he used to play ball. He's like, no, like groupies used to be at every single hotel. They used to be like on stage. Do comedians have groupies? They call chuckle fuckers. You are lying! <laughs> 
oh, you know, we start hanging out, we're friends. Yeah, friends, yeah. right. And we get to know each other. But it wasn't like, even when we was at the house together, it wasn't like I was talking to her all the right. time. It was just like I knew of her. She uh-huh. was there, I was there. We all would be smoking. Mm-hmm. She may have been there with another guy, like, or I've been there yeah. with a girl. It was just like okay. we knew of each other. And yeah. then, like I said, it was just like closer to COVID, like we started flirting with each other. Yeah, and then inside. It was one. It was one drunk night after leaving one of the clubs, and then oh, wow. and it went down. Yeah, yeah, it, just, okay. yeah it just started it just falling happened. together. Okay. Like I always tell the stories, like we didn't go on our first date until COVID was over. Like, wow. that was our first date. Yeah, I had already built that relationship. Yeah, yeah so right. when we went out, it was like, oh, this is That's finally the okay, first Okay, so this I have a question then. Because a guy tried telling me this the other day, too, and I was like, eh, I don't know. When it comes to dating and with guys, I do feel like when you're in the house talking to someone, you get better conversation. Yeah. Like, you know, as a man, woman, like me in the house, we get that better. Compared to, like, going out. And he was yeah. like, I'd rather just kind of stay in the house and talk rather than, like, go out. Is that like a thing? Well, he was trying to fuck. I'm just saying. The thing is, it's like we were, <laughs> nah, well, this was a, a scenario that we were talking about. This was a scenario we were talking about. I was like, well, that doesn't really make any sense. But they're like, well, I can't even really get to know you if we're out. Like, I would yeah. get, I'm like, oh, I don't Because know. you're showing a different side of yourself out mm-hmm. when you are outside. So once you in the house, I feel like mentally you just let some of your guards down. Mm-hmm. Like, you just thinking about what this person sees. When you outside, you thinking about what everybody else is thinking of y'all. Mm-hmm. Like everything that's going on. When you at home, you just like you more yourself. You might fart around a nigga when y'all at home. You like, oh, this bitch is comfortable around me. Like, do you think COVID didn't like help y'all a lot too? Yeah, if it wasn't for COVID, I probably wouldn't be in a relationship. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the streets. You was yeah, oh, me I, out was, the street. I was I was out oh. here living my best life. Living your best life. Yeah, I was fucking my coworkers. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, you had this story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not to just be bragging mm-hmm. like that, but, but you know, it was, he said he got it, it like just, that. He it said he got it like, like that. that. I was just, hey, I was just a funny. I dude. got it like that. He was just funny. I'm telling you, girls love funny dudes. Y'all gotta get a little bit funny. But sometimes See, you always cracking jokes like you right. nigga, you always joking like you always like does that get on like But see, I also have like a very quiet like y'all seen me when I first walked yeah. in. Right. You I didn't was, was automatically cracking jokes. Yeah, like I wasn't. Yeah. It just it it depends on the moment. Like when like I always say this. When I'm having sex, I'm totally serious. I ain't joking during that time. But like. Also, just like sometimes in the house, like I'm just chilling. That's why I always want girls to like come over. It's like you said, like uh-huh. I'm not gonna be on. Like when I'm around people and I'm around homies, yeah, I'm gonna make people laugh. That's mm-hmm. what people want to see me for. So I give that off. But sometimes when I'm at home, I'll just be smoking and chilling, and mm-hmm. I'll be listening to old school music and don't really want to talk at all. Like uh-huh. that's just me. Do you consider yourself like an introvert? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. okay. But like when I'm out, I'm uh, out. You out? You oh, outside? I, I'm so the you star of the time. show. Like I like being, I like you like being, I like being the middle you of like that bitch. Okay. Uh, like, Standing on the couches. I was so drunk that day. They told me Gucci Mane was there. I didn't even know that. You didn't even was know that? I was there. You were there. That was what was important. Yeah. Was I, like, I, I was there. Like, yeah, Casey. I was outside. Casey. Yeah. Oh, I was like, Cliff ain't gonna invite me nowhere. So you that type? Okay, well we got a party with you now. Yeah. So okay, we want to know kind of like the last bit. Funny last comments that you want to share with somebody, but I also want to get from you too, Casey, something to keep people inspired. Because especially how you said how long you go been out comedy mm-hmm. and you've gone out, yeah, one minute shows and you've been doing this nine years, like, yeah. yeah, something like um, one yeah. thing that everybody has to, to understand is that like you have to put that work in and nothing is ever going to come to you. Like, I know for a fact that, like, like I said in high school, I knew that I would be famous for something, but. Had I not went and did the work or not went to go just get on the stage and try to do it, I would have never did comedy. Like, it's so many of my friends that I know are funnier than me, but they just don't want to get on the stage. They don't want that lifestyle. And they are okay with working 
wherever they work now. I'm not going to shame them for mm-hmm, it, but like, mm-hmm. I just knew in my brain, like, I'm like, that's not me. Like, mm-hmm. I was made for more than, like, I've worked at warehouses and places where, like, I was, like, I worked at rallies, and I hated it. I'm like, bro, like, what am I doing with my life? I have way more talent in my right hand than, like, most people do at all. I can draw and I can tell jokes. Like, go do something with it. Make some money off of it. I, I had to struggle. There were times where I thought I could just do comedy and I went flat broke and I was living outside of my car. And then there was times when I got so focused on making the money, I was working at Foot Locker, that they wanted to make me a manager and I had totally forgot about comedy. And it was like, I, I felt good and happy and that's when I was going out having parties, going to do parties and shit. But... I was like, I feel like I'm not doing what, you like, what I right, want to do. Right. So in my life, like I'm telling you, like I'm on balconies, I'm lit, like I'm coming to Atlanta, I'm at Oak, I'm mm-hmm. on top of right. shit, like I'm having fun, but my comedy was dead. Right. You didn't even know me to be a comedian. I didn't mm-hmm. even care if you knew. So it was like, on this journey, whatever journey you stay are focused. on, stay focused mm-hmm. on what you truly want to be and go after that shit. Like, I know it's gonna be days that you feel like you want to just chill, mm-hmm. or it's just like, oh, it's gonna happen, mm-hmm. so I'll just let mm-hmm. it happen, or somebody's gonna find me. Yeah. Nobody's gonna ever find you. Mm-hmm. Like, you can stay, you can do the best work inside your house, but unless you go outside and put your art on the wall, nobody's gonna fucking know that you did it. Yeah, right. And that's right. what, like, like y'all, y'all could yeah. be, y'all could be best friends talking and having good conversations y'all whole life, but until y'all pull the cameras. <laughs> yeah out and the mics out mm-hmm. that's when y'all really got yeah, a brand right. and y'all yeah. built something right. that mm-hmm. can talk to other people and have other women like be inspired by so it's literally just taking the effort and doing it whatever yeah, it I is just do it so yeah. yeah do you suggest as well to people keep their nine to five hustle and be now i was i used to be like nah uh-huh. but you you gotta have that extra income because yeah. at this point, like especially in this day and age, it's like you have to have the money to even like mm-hmm. go out and do something. Like mm-hmm. you just have to. So it's just like make sure you got some type of pocket change so you can make things move. Because then, if you just worried, I mean, like now you could just be worried about being great and just be sitting in the house until the time is right and then mm-hmm. you go out and then you'll need money to do it or your talent is just so good that you don't need the money maybe that happens but that means you have to be okay with not eating some days be okay with mm-hmm. suffering wow. and being like maybe not mm-hmm. having somewhere to live the next day like it's good i mean it's just like yeah. and that's the sacrifice you have to take it's like what do you really like do you really want this and it's right. like how far do you want to go? So, right. Yeah. No, that's dope. That's real. Thank you for stopping by. This is man. Well, y'all make sure to take to check out Casey the Icon. Make sure this to grab some icon. pieces. We'll make sure we link premium yep. pieces. We'll be dropping very soon. Very yes, soon. yes. So this was another episode of the Milk and Honey Podcast. We'll catch y'all later. Bye. Yo, dose. You are now tuned into the Milk and Honey Podcast. All the money in the world couldn't even amount to a teaspoon of honey when it melt your mouth.